Hello everyone, welcome back to episode two. I'm Rosa and I'm Gianna. And so we're just gonna talk, give ourselves a little life update and then we'll get into it. So recently I've been busy with um, homework and stuff like that. My last computer broke. That was sad. Big sad. <laughs> I was in class and my computer would not turn on. And then I thought I got it working and it didn't. And it didn't. It, but it's okay. We're here with the MacBook Pro, guys. Um, I competed in the Miss Sonoma County's Outstanding Teen Pageant and I won Miss Congeniality. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> and overall, I had such a great experience. And to any girl who wants to compete in this, I definitely recommend it. Literally just search up um, missamerica.org and find a local competition near you. Um, so yeah, Gianna, what's yeah, new with you? Great. Me, not so much. Not, <laughs> not too much. I went to the aquarium recently. That was really fun. Yeah. I saw jellyfish. Yeah, who'd you I go with? Because it wasn't oh, me. Oh, we don't, we don't need to worry yeah, about it. Yeah, because it wasn't me. That's, that's irrelevant. But yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of fun. We did this VR game. Oh. Shot some zombies in yeah. San Francisco. It was great. It was a good time. Fun fact, I'm scared of museums and aquariums. Yeah. Go under that. It's very sad. I really want you to come to an aquarium. I really, me. I actually really want to go to an aquarium, but it's like the feeling of the dark room. There's fish swimming on top of you. It could break at any second, and then there's a shark eating you, you know alive. What? We'll take you to a small one at first. And we'll just work our way up. Maybe just start with the pet store. And then... I like the pet store, actually. <laughs> there we go. We'll go to the pet store. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Let's start. I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> Let's hear my voice. Anyways, this case was suggested by my lovely father. So, for you, homie. Um, the sources I'll be using is a YouTube video by Case Cracked, a New York Daily article, a Wikipedia article, and a CBS San Francisco article, and lastly, a San Mateo Times article. Okay, so it's January 7th, 1976, and we're in San Mateo County. You know what that is, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, so we're in California. Yeah. For those of you who don't know where that is, it's near the San Francisco area. An 18-year-old college student, Veronica Cascio, um, she's walking from her home in Pacifica to a bus stop to go to a birthday party. But little did she know she would not end up getting to the party. The next day, her partially nude body was found laying down in a creek at a golf course. Police say she was found with 30 stab wounds on her throat and abdomen. The murder of Veronica really shocked the community, but little did they know it was just the start of something new. Two and a half weeks later, 14-year-old Tanya Blackwell left her home in Pacifica around 10 p.m., walking to the store to look for her mom. She was reported missing, but no leads came up to where she had, could have gone. Her already heartbroken mom then later had to find out on June 6th, her body would be found by two teenage boys in a grove of trees off a little dirt road in the Gypsy Hill section of the city, hence the name, the Gypsy Hill Murders. Her autopsy revealed that she had died from multiple stab wounds. Sorry, really quick. So the first girl, she was 18, right? Yeah, and this girl, she's 14. So the age difference, yeah. Oof, just wait till the next one, homie. Oh boy. Um, the police are now stuck trying to figure out any sort of evidence used to solve the murders, doing everything they can to see if these cases are connected, and the county is scared they may have a serial killer on the loose. We also have to remember that back then, they also didn't have technology like we do now, so everything was 10 times harder to find any sort of DNA evidence. Now it's February 2nd, and Paula Baxter is in high school, um, and she goes to Cappuccino High, where my dad went. Um, now, this is the reason my dad suggested this case because this happened when he was 16 and also went to the same high school at the same time. 
Paula had just left play rehearsals and was making her way back home. But early the next morning, her car was found by a nearby residential street. The floor of the car was covered in mud. And now, February 4th, her body was found in a brush behind a church. Paula had been raped and stabbed multiple times. She was also strangled and her head was hit by a cement block, which was different from any of the other victims, but everything else was similar. So now we have three victims and no suspect. Police are working day and night trying to catch this possible serial killer. And by the way the victims look, how the crimes happened and where they happened, it had to be the same person. Michelle Mitchell is a nursing student in Nevada. It's February 24th and Michelle is trying to get home, but her car breaks down in the Reno campus of University of Nevada. Michelle's mom quickly went over to pick up her daughter, but when she got there, she couldn't find her. Eventually, her body was found in a garage of a nearby house with her hands tied by twine and her throat slashed. But they didn't believe this murder had anything to do with the one in San Mateo, given her location and the style, different style of the murder. But we'll go back. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We'll get back there. Um, now we're at with 26-year-old Carol Lee Booth. She went missing on the evening of March 15, 1976, while walking home from a bus stop in South San Francisco. She was reported missing by her husband, and she was known to take a popular shortcut that all locals used. It would take people through a heavily wooded area on a quiet dirt path and it was the perfect place for someone to get kidnapped given the time of day and how secluded it was. She was apparently dragged into the bushes and killed for being buried in a shallow grave on May 6th. The last known murder was 19-year-old Denise Lamp on evening of April 1st, 1976. Denise was last seen leaving a Saramont shopping mall in Daly City and was supposed to meet a friend later at her house but never made it. Her body was discovered around 10 p.m. in her Mustang car that evening. Her body was slumped on the front seat of the car in the mall's parking lot. An autopsy found Denise was stabbed 20 times in the chest and arms, but unlike all the other victims, there was no evidence that she was sexually assaulted. Police believe that she was killed in a parking lot, despite it being a busy, well-known area. The suspect really had some nerve and confidence he wasn't going to get caught. Investigators who noted that Denise had also not been stabbed in the throat like the other victims. Denise was the 16th murder in San Mateo County that year. 16? Yeah. Oh my god. Not all from the same person. Yeah. But, but so far, you told me, what, five different women mm, right now? A lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, but a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Don't move to San Mateo, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I have never been there. I've never been I've to never San Mateo. I've never been there either. But we should go. I'm not going <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, once again, the police questioned people. They were stumped and couldn't find anything, leading them to a suspect. Eventually, the case went cold after not being able to come up with any. In 1978, a mental institute patient, Kathy Woods, confessed to killing a young woman named Michelle a few years earlier. Michelle is the Nevada victim. Okay. Kathy was sentenced to life. She told investigators that she went to help. The girl fixed her car and took her to her garage where she used her tools to slash her throat after Michelle wouldn't have sex with her. The other San Mateo cases were still cold, but the police believed that maybe Kathy had done the other murders as well, but were unsure. In 2014, which was 
36 years later, the FBI decided to look into cold cases and was given the Gypsy Hill murders. They had new technology and used a cigarette butt found at Michelle's crime scene to look for DNA. What they found would later shock them. The DNA on the cigarette had matched the semen in one of the San Mateo cases, so that's how they knew for sure Michelle's case, the Nevada victim, was connected with the San Mateo case. Wait, sorry. Rewind really quick. Sorry. Okay. Um... So the cigarette butt found in Michelle's car uh-huh. matched, um, like the DNA matched the semen found of a victim okay. in San so Mateo. So then, then it wasn't Casey then. Kathy, no. Kathy, sorry. Yeah. Nah, no. Okay. She, but she she was also a mental institute patient. Okay. Not so, like any yeah. judgment to them, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So 30 years later, she confessed that the only reason she confessed to the murder was to get a better room in the mental hospital. I'm so sorry, I should not be laughing, but why don't you confess? This is so foul. That is not funny at all, but it's just like, why would you think if you confess to a murder, they'd give you a better room? Anyways, but the police still think she may have gotten involved given the knowledge she knew about the murder. They believe possibly that she could have been an accomplice, but that was never confirmed. The jury was still pressing charges against Kathy, but later all charges were dropped for reasons I could not find. In 2015, Rodney Hellbauer, who was an inmate at, at a jail in Oregon, was charged with the murders of Paula and Veronica. Rodney was already in jail for the kidnapping and attempted murder of a young girl. He pled not guilty and in court he said, I have never raped or murdered in my life, which is funny because he attempted murder is close enough <laughs> to murder and he was still trying to kill someone. Yeah. So, um... Wait, so how old was this guy, did you say? Um... It doesn't say. It doesn't say, okay. but he, he was old. I yeah. saw his picture. Man, he was, was old. old. Okay. Um, he was given a $10 million bail, but he couldn't afford it, and awaited trial in jail. He was later sentenced to life on two counts of murders of Paula Baxter and Veronica Cascio. Now, since they had found DNA on two cases, they went through every case and tried to use the bloodstain on Denise's jacket to find any new evidence. To their surprise, they were able to find something, but it wasn't what they expected. The DNA did not match Rodney, but instead brought a new suspect, 71-year-old Leon Melvin Seymour. Similar to Rodney, he was also in jail. I couldn't find exactly why, but a website said um, he was in there for kidnapping and rape, but that's not 100% confirmed. Okay. Leon started to go to trial, and then on March 16, 2020, his case was put on a recess due to COVID. So this was very recent. I don't think he has been sentenced. Everything I found hasn't, like, confirmed or denied him being convicted for the murders. Um, So I think it's still in process because, obviously, it was put on hold for a good year. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. A little wonky, I'm not sure. Okay. So yeah, everyone but 14-year-old Tanya and 26-year-old Carol Lee Booth have a suspect and a convicted murderer. So let's take a moment to remember all victims and we can hope that they find Tanya's and Carol's murderer. So that's the case of the Gypsy Hill murders. This case is scary to me and my family considering that my dad lived in San Mateo County and his twin sister matches the way the victims look. I looked at all their victims. She is identical Went to the same high school as, you know, like, Paula. Yeah. So that's really scary. That's crazy. Yeah. And my mom also matches how these women look. And San Rafael isn't too far away from Milbrae. 
So that is crazy. That's crazy. And honestly, wow. if your mom was alive at the time, she'd match the description too. Wow. Yeah, it's so crazy. Dang. Yeah. Anyways, that was. Thank you for listening. Huh. Thank any, you. Any, Rosa, for a, that. any last thoughts? No, I just you did a great job explaining all that. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, tune in next time for the next episode of Subject Line. Dun dun dun.